Hey guys, I want to quickly thank our sponsor, which is DB Journey. Planning a trip can be easy, but bringing the right type of bag with you isn't. That's why you should consider gear made by DB Journey. For the past decade, DB has been making custom backpacks and bags to help people on the move and get ready for anything. From the streets to even the peaks, DB's gears are refined as the best bags in the market, especially with their patented hookup system, which can help attach small products to your backpack and even tote bags. Click the link down below to get 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10DB. It's time to move on, and time to get going. Hey guys, this is Eric from Geeks Crossing, and here's a fun fact. I love Digimon. If you were a kid that grew up in the late 1990s, early 2000s, then chances are you've heard of Digimon, and probably assumed it was simply a Pokemon ripoff. Despite that, Digimon held its own against its own fanbase, mostly in Japan. As for the northern region, it was a hit or miss, mainly due to how the anime was portrayed. Unlike most anime you've seen, nearly every Digimon series takes place in an alternate universe, which sounds cool, but it gets to the point where there's so much to take in. The first series, Digimon Adventure, follows a group of children called the Digidestin, who were chosen to be partners with Digimon and maintain the balance between the real and digital world. Its sequel, Digimon Adventure 02, continues from the first series, despite focusing on a new group of kids. Simple enough, but then it gets weird. We have Digimon based off a card game in the real world, kids turning into Digimon, Digimon Men in Black, Divide and Conquer but with Digimon, which oddly confirmed the Digimon multiverse, and Digimon taking the form of apps from smartphones, only they're not Digimon but at the same time they aren't. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Obviously these follow-ups didn't match the same charm as Adventure, but what does Toei plan to do about it? Well, since everyone seems to only care about the Adventure series, Let's copy the same way Disney tries to capitalize nostalgia, by conducting a reboot. Yeah, in early 2020, Toei announced a reboot for Digimon Adventure. At first, I wasn't too happy about this. It's bad enough that I'm not a big fan of reboots to begin with, with Disney being a prime example, but Digimon was a big part of my childhood, and the last time they brought back Ty and the others, it felt extremely underwhelming. Of course, I'm referring to Digimon Adventure Try and Adventure Last Evolution. I read an episode talking about the Digimon movies as a whole, so if you want to hear me elaborate more on those films, go check them out. As you can tell, it was hard for me to accept this reboot. At the same time though, the original series has aged over time, so a reboot could work. But did it work is the real question. In this episode, I'll be expressing my thoughts towards Digimon Adventure 2020. I'll be going over my favorite fights, episodes, and anything else that's worth mentioning. Also, spoilers will be included. With that said, is Digimon Adventure 2020 just as good as the original show, if not better or worse? Let's find out. Now, in the original series, Digimon Adventure took place in the year 1999. In this reboot, the year is 2020, minus the whole fucking pandemic. And the characters resemble their 1999 counterparts, which honestly isn't so bad when you think about it. Sure, they don't look exactly the same as before, but I commend their efforts. Anyway, because we're talking about a reboot, does that mean the story is going to be completely the same just with a different coat of paint? Well, yes and no. The kids who are chosen to be the Digidestin still have to maintain the balance between the real and digital world, but there's an extra layer to that. Full disclaimer, I've only seen each episode once, so if I say anything wrong or miss anything important, you can always let me know in the Discord server. Anyway, back to the story. Centuries ago, dark and pure Digimon engaged in a massive battle known as the Holy War in order to gain control and stability over the digital world. The pure Digimon emerged victorious and sealed the darkness away. But as years went on, the darkness has rise from its slumber, and more dark Digimon began invading the digital world. 
Six of the Digimon who fall alongside the Holy Digimon are paired with human partners to restore the balance and seal the darkness for good. I gotta say, the first few episodes really know how to deliver hype because of how different the beginning feels. If you guys remember episode 1 of the original series, the kids are all at summer camp before getting sent to the digital world prematurely. In the reboot, we see our main characters Ty getting ready for summer camp, which actually led to an interesting mini-arc, believe it or not. While packing, Ty learns that all of Tokyo's electric systems are going haywire. More importantly, his mother and younger sister Kari are trapped on a train. So Ty springs into action with help from his new neighbor Izzy. At the train station, Ty gets sucked into the internet and meets his Digimon partner, the one and only Agumon. It turns out that the malfunctions are caused by a group of Agumon minions and the two team up to eliminate them. I gotta say, it was very wholesome watching Ty and Agumon meet again for the first time. Seriously, it doesn't get more nostalgic than seeing these two together again. They soon meet a boy named Matt and his Digimon partner Gobblemon. Okay, technically he was first shown as Garurumon, but you know what I mean. They two are also fighting off Argumon, and Matt reluctantly teams up with Ty. However, things take a turn for the worse when Argumon reaches Megaform and hacks into a US military system to launch a nuclear missile on Japan. Greymon and Garurumon desperately try to stop him, but with no prevail. That is until they manage to DNA Digimon with an Omnimon and demolish Argumon before the missile could detonate. Sound familiar? That's because the first three episodes, more or less, act as a remake to Digimon R War Game which currently stands as my favorite Digimon movie. I'm not annoyed with this direction because I think they did a solid job, but I am annoyed with how early they introduced Omnimon. I was like, what the fuck? It's way too early for them to reveal Omnimon. Then again, it is a reboot, so I shouldn't be that surprised. Anyway, everything goes back to normal, Ty's family is safe, but Ty himself gets separated from Matt and Agumon, thus resuming his packing for summer camp. By the time camp starts, Ty is sent to the digital world and reunites with Agumon, there, we get introduced or reintroduced to other members of Digidestin and their partners. The motherly Sora and Biomon, the intelligent Izzy and Tentomon, the eccentric Mimi and Palmon, and of course, the anxious Joe and Gomamon. Eventually, TK, Matt's younger brother, and Kari join the group, with their partners Padamon and Gatomon being the holy Digimon who fought in the Holy War years ago. As you can probably tell, the kids are meeting each other for the first time, whereas in the original show, they all know each other to an extent, which is kind of refreshing if I'm being honest. Anyway, each episode pretty much follows a pattern, so to speak. They learn about their purpose, fight its Arc Digimon, and gain a new evolution or two. Still, it's not that bad. If there's one thing I could definitely appreciate, it has to be the animation. My god, this show looks beautiful. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, no shit. Of course the animation looks better than the original, but I can't help myself. The characters are more detailed, each Digivolve sequence feels more genuine, instead of just having the Digimon spin around and zoom into the camera. And on top of that, the fights are more fluent and expressive. My god, Digimon has come a long way since 1999. Despite this being a reboot, the characters are still the same for the most part. The only difference is that the kids seem a bit more casual. I don't know if it's because of the Japanese subbing, but sometimes they don't seem as expressive as I remembered. Maybe I'm just saying this because I've been watching the dub my entire life. Granted, the dub isn't perfect, but at least you get the idea that the kids act like kids, from acting careless, scared, and fighting with each other. A prime example would be Ty and Matt. In fact, I don't think we ever see Ty and Matt in any fights during the reboot. Sure, they might have had disagreements every now and then, but they still respect each other. In the original show, they fought almost all the time because of their different leadership styles. Ty was all about taking action without thinking things through, while Matt was all about being too cautious and letting his emotions get the best of him. They'll even go as far as beating the shit out of each other just to see who's better. I guess they were trying to convey the message that friends should never resort to violence, but the rivalry between Ty and Matt was so iconic to watch growing up. Even Try and Last Evolution knew that, which is why they try to sprinkle as much conflict between the two as they could. Kids today watching this reboot aren't going to understand what made Time Match relationships so impactful. 
or why these two are often regarded as some of the best characters in Digimon, because the reboot didn't bother or even attempt to capitalize the one thing that made these two so iconic, so much for staying faithful. Despite that, there's definitely some good things that come out of this change. For instance, TK is less of a crybaby than he was back then, and Mimi is more considerate and less of a spoiled bitch. Even some of the Digimon from the original show got more development in this reboot. Let's start with Devamon, the first major villain that the Digidestin faced in the original show. Not only did he help with the uprising of Dark Digimon, but he's also the literal dark side of Panamon, or Angemon if you want to be more technical. This added another layer to his character, and on top of that, we got to see him digivolve into his next two forms, something I wish Adventure 1 and 2 or any series did. Next we have Ogremon, who's still arrogant as you remembered, but he's definitely more prideful this time, such as the episode where he disobeyed Devamon's orders so he could fight Greymon, because all he wanted to do is regain his pride after Greymon broke one of his horns a few episodes earlier. I was already a big fan of Ogremon back then, but now I respect him a lot more. And how could I forget about his eternal rival, Leomon, who continues to be the same badass human lion thing we know and love. This time, he's building an army to fight against the Dark Digimon. What noticeable change is that Leomon survives at the end, because if you watched the show growing up, you would know that in every series of Digimon features Leomon dying. Doesn't matter if it's the same one, a Leomon has to die. It's one of the Ten Commandments of Digimon. So yeah, that was definitely a sight to see. In terms of arcs, I guess my favorites would have to be the Devimon and Millennium arcs respectively, because they both feature moments where Digidestin split up and must learn how to fend for themselves. That actually provided great development for characters such as Izzy, Mimi, and even Joe. Plus, you can't deny how epic the final battle against Stone Devimon was. With War Greymon briefly appearing, it had the perfect transition to the next saga. However, there's one big problem I have with this reboot. The pacing. I'm not kidding when I say this. The pacing of this show is awful. Every fucking time the characters defeat an enemy or any major threat, there's always, and I repeat, always something worse happens next. They never take time to relax or let the moment sink in. No, they immediately cut to the next arc without any buildup. For example, Millennium On was shown throughout the reboot to be the main antagonist, or at least the primary threat. This led me to believe that the whole series was building up some sort of climactic battle against him, and they did, just not during the finale. Instead, they had in like episode 50 or something. Mind you, that this reboot has 68 episodes. Admittedly, the battle was great, but it felt rushed. This reboot literally did the one thing I feared they were going to do, and that is they rushed everything. And what do you know it? Millenniumon wasn't the main villain despite all that buildup. Instead, some random Digimon named Negamon who wants to recreate any living world under his image. It was at that point where I almost gave up watching this series. They had a good story and a good buildup for the finale. But no, let's have this fight happen early so we can pull another storyline out of our asses. And while we're at it, let's include more filler! Now personally, I don't mind filler episodes. I mean just look at Dragon Ball, Pokemon, and hell, even Naruto, which I know is infamous for that. But some of these episodes felt too out of place, especially towards the end. Doesn't help that some of the most important evolutions happen during these types of episodes. Speaking of which, every Digimon show has a gimmick, so to speak. This show's gimmick, despite being a reboot, is including alternate evolutions, that's honestly pretty cool and something I always wanted to see in the original show. However, they don't do anything with them. These new evolutions appear once and are never used again. What the fuck? That was such a unique idea that helped set apart from its predecessor. Why didn't you show more of these new forms? The ones that hit me the most were Blitz Greymon and Crest Garurumon. Imagine this, Agumon and Gabumon both obtain new mega forms. You'd think we see them utilize those set forms throughout the show. No. Blitz Greymon and Crest Gururumon were only shown once in whatever episode they were introduced in, and they were never used or mentioned afterwards. So what was the fucking point? You can't introduce new evolutions and just pretend they don't exist. 
It's like they're purposely trying to bait people into watching their show with high hopes of seeing them again. It's even worse with how Omnimon Ultra S mode was handled. For those who don't know, Omnimon Ultra S is basically what happens when the weapons of Omnimon's hand gauntlet things are reversed. Normally, War Greymon's the sword, while Mel Gurumon's the cannon. In Ultra S, Blitz Greymon is the cannon, while Crest Gurumon is the sword. This led me to believe at some point we get to see Blitz Greymon and Crest Gurumon DNA Digivolve to become this form, in a similar case to how War Greymon and Mel Gurumon become Omnimon. And go figure, they didn't. Instead, during the final battle with Negamon, they had Omnimon switch modes like it's nothing, without mentioning his previous forms. Wow, how fucking lazy are they? Hey kids, do you remember those awesome new mega forms of Agumon and Gabumon? Guess what? They can DNA Digivolve to their own version of Omnimon, but we're not gonna prove it by showing them, because that would be boring. Like bro, are you fucking serious? That's just lazy writing right there. Some of you might be thinking, wait a minute Eric, what about Dark Digivolution back in the previous shows? They only happened once too. Yes, that's true, but there's a big difference. The reason why Skull Greymon, Megidramon, and Shine Greymon Ruin Mode worked was because of their emotional connection towards their respective partners. In other words, their partners overworked them and let their negative emotions get the better of them, which led their Digimon to undergo a chaotic evolution and go berserk. But once they regained their senses, their partners learned from their mistakes and became better friends. For these new evolutions, we don't see any of those emotional bonds which is upsetting. Except for maybe that one episode where Agumon briefly Dark Digivolves into Machine Dramon. But other than that, nothing. The only new evolutions we get to see consistently were Metal Greymon Archerous Mode and Were Gurumon Sagittarius Mode? However the fuck you say it. But you don't feel like new evolutions. Hey kids, do you like Metal Greymon? Well now he has a freaking laser gun on his right arm. And while we're at it, let's give Were Gurumon laser wings. That's cool, right? Admittedly, yes. Yet that's basically all you're getting out of them. Let's go back to how this concept was handled back in Adventure 2. During the first half of that series, the Digimon can only use Armored Digivolution as a means of evolving. But when the Digimon learned how to Digivolve to their champion forms, they took advantage of their new forms and did something with them. What's this reboot's excuse? To be cool? If so, then that's not an effective way to keep your audience infested. Because you're going to make them expect more out of this concept. That's exactly what happened with me, and look at the result. God, these problems are so irritating, it's not even funny. Also, a little nitpick I have is the intro. I know that's kind of harsh because I do think it's a good song, but it's not the same as Butterfly. Whatever, maybe I'm just saying all this because I'm a nostalgic bitch. And that's pretty much Digimon Adventure 2020 in a nutshell. Now that I listed all its pros and cons, what do I ultimately think? Is this reboot worth watching? Honestly, yes. I know it's fucking crazy because of all the criticisms I have. At the same time, I really do appreciate how differently the show felt, making it feel nostalgic but at the same time new. In many ways, the reboot does improve a lot from the original show, yet it doesn't have the same charm as before. Don't get me wrong, the original series isn't god-tier anime, but the amount of love and nostalgic value I have towards this series is incalculable, so it's hard for me to refer to the new incarnation. In the end, Digimon Adventure and its sequel will always be my favorite era of Digimon. The reboot tried giving us the best of both worlds, but it's just not the same. However, if you loved watching Digimon and want to see your childhood in a modern setting, then go for it. Or, if you hate reboots and prefer the OGs, then yeah, there's no harm in skipping this. Who knows, maybe in the future I'll talk about the Digimon series as a whole, but that will mean having to watch over 380 episodes, and that's including the final season of Fusion and App Monsters, which were also Japan-exclusive shows. Hell, they even confirmed a new Digimon series called Digimon Ghost Game, and by the time this episode comes out, the series will already be out. It's fucking crazy. So yeah, this definitely won't be the end of my Digimon episodes, but after sitting through 6-8 episodes of the reboots, yeah, I need a break. 
Anyway, if you've seen Digimon Adventure 2020, what did you think of it? You can tell us in our Discord server, and while you're at it, follow our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And if you want to see more geeky content, check out Nuclear Bacons, CryptoLock Games, and Carabyte on Twitch. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves. Thank you.